to the ExtraordinaryChurch.ca podcast, where ordinary people experience extraordinary life in Jesus Christ. You are about to hear a message that will encourage you to become and experience all that Jesus Christ has for you. Are you ready? Open up your Bibles because something extraordinary is about to happen. You clap your hands unto the Lord. I want you to all stand. It's such a delight to have the district superintendent of Ontario with us for the very first time. He's a good friend, and he believes in what God is doing at Extraordinary Church. Would you give Arnold McLaughlin a warm welcome as he comes to this pulpit to preach the word of the Lord? Love you, Bishop. Praise the Lord, everyone. It is a delight to be at Extraordinary Church on November the 6th for this particular Sunday. And I'm believing for miracles today. Praise God. And what I'm looking at right now is a miracle. If you realize where we've come from. Right. And you realize, and I was uh, speaking to Sister Thompson, at the, the people that were up here praise singing and the musicians, listen, and they're doing an incredible job. But I can go back in a short memory and realize these were young people that were not involved and that were, that were very young and felt like as if they were not capable of. But I looked at a very confident group up here today and realized that God has done extraordinary things. And Andrea, I understand you're back there and not up here, but... Listen, these people are doing phenomenal things. And I, I, I don't know how long I've got here today, but uh, just give me a few moments. I'm thrilled with what God's doing. And I believe the best is yet to come. And if I get a chance to preach a little while here today, I hope that will come through. But I believe the best is yet to come. Now, your pastor, Brother Akil, you may be seated because this might take a few moments. But Brother Akil Thompson and Sister Sarah, listen, did she do a great job leading this worship today or what? Like, I have seen her in a district setting where she's one of the singers, but I don't recall seeing her as being the lead one. Listen, that was a phenomenal. Thank you, Lord. This was great worship here today, folks. Brother Akil Thompson is one of the most detailed people that I know. 
Like he's got processes for processes. <laughs> and I, I was thinking about Mia. Mia. And I asked her, I said, do you have a boyfriend yet? And she said, no. Because crazy things happen when you're just driving over the speed limit from Belleville to, to Mississauga. And I thought, poor Mia. If someone showed a little bit of interest, they would probably have to be subjected to profile test after profile test. <laughs> In order to find out whether or not they were pre-qualified. These are just crazy things that go through your mind. <laughs> but I can tell you, listen, I, this is, I, I, I am extremely thrilled with what I feel, what I see, what I sense here. Brother Barrington Degrassi, this guy here is a gem, folks. He's a gem. And that's what happens when you have team ministry. Because a church that's going to go forward has to have team ministry. And I've lived in those years when, and I don't ever want to ever experience, and I don't want, I see other pastors trying to struggle to do everything. It's so tough. But when you can have team ministry and you can have people on the team and a part of the team and functioning as a team, great things are happening. You can have such a thing as a big give. You can have such a thing as a feeling, you know what, I'm going to invest in this. This is worth my time, talent, and finances. And I'm going to give. Because your life is a two-sided coin. You have outwardly, you've got skills and you've got talents, but you've got to match those skills and talents with inward integrity. You've got to remain committed to what really matters. You've got to show genuine respect for others. You've got to go the second mile. You've got to reveal consistency. And you've always got to give 100%. You've got to make excellence your gold, your personal gold standard. You've got to move from good to great. That's what has been going on and being related here today. We're here, but we're going here. We're here, but we're not going back. We're here, but we're going ahead. We're going to think great thoughts. We're going to pursue great people. We're going to dream great dreams. We're going to pray great prayers. We're going to take great risks, and we're going to make great sacrifices. 
and we're going to enjoy great moments and we're going to empower great people and we're going to have awesome results. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I believe in this. I believe in the work of God. Can I, listen, the work of God is so awesome and so amazing. This morning, uh, our pastor was away, and so he wanted me to, to preach this morning, and I was reluctant to do it and try to be here on time, and I can tell you it was very difficult, but we got here, but thank God. But Brother Thompson, when I left, we have a wonderful pastor and his wife in North Bay that are giving it everything they've got, haven't seen a lot of success. But this morning, their two sons, when I left, were both of them were at the altar praying and crawling out to God. Can I tell you, there's these kind of things. Listen, we have need to eat that you know not of. You want to know what blesses me? What blesses me is to see young people that didn't believe in themselves on a stage that do believe in themselves and believe they've got a right to exist and they've got ministries to fulfill and they're going for it. Amen. This is the work of God. This is the kingdom of God being expanded, built, and developed. And moving forward. Yes. Yes. This needs to thrill your spirit and thrill your heart. It needs to make you feel excited. I'm a part of something that's moving. I'm a part of something that's going forward in the name of Jesus. Because of the increase of his government and peace. It doesn't say in 2022 when everybody's talking about recession that there's going to be a recession in the kingdom of God. It says and of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. We're more than conquerors through him that has loved us. We're moving forward. If there's famine... We're moving forward. If there's a downturn, we're moving forward. Somebody help me here today. Because what the enemy would like to do is come in and play with your mind and tell you because of outward circumstances and futuristic predictions, therefore we've got to pull back, draw back, and withdraw and wait it out. Let me just tell you, the best way to get through this is give. Before I'm done, I hope, I hope I've got enough time here to explain what I'm talking about because I'm telling you what I'm saying is it's not, it's not just something futuristic. It's not just something for the moment. It's something I live. It's something I have lived. It's something I've gone through and I've experienced it and I've seen it and I can tell you it works. Before I read my text, I want to tell you this. This week I was in Urshan board meetings and Urshan College and 
Urshan Graduate School, which is soon going to be called Urshan University. We're going to have a thousand students. We're building an auditorium, a chapel for 1,000 students. There's another auditorium that's going to be built to seat 3,500 on that 125-acre campus that God has given to us. And people said you couldn't, and people said you can't. But Brother Bernard believed you could. There was a young man, Penuel Clement, and I'm not saying stuff out of school, and I know this is being recorded. He left Kuala Lumpur in Indonesia and made his way to Gateway College of Evangelism in St. Louis. Gateway College has morphed into Urshan College now. While he was there at school, he started washing cars and detailing cars in order to make a living to try and get by. Soon he had a used car dealership. And now he's got four or five dealerships in the St. Louis area of new car dealerships. I serve on a couple of committees with him. And now he's building an auto mall for all of the dealerships between Highway 70 and Highway 64. And this is just a few years ago, Pastor Thompson, that this all began. It just started to be mobilized. What he's done is he's committed by January of 2023 to give $1 million to Urshan College to help with a sports complex, to build a sports complex. Can I tell you, there's people that are realizing the greatest investment I can make is into the kingdom of God. A week ago this past Saturday night, I was, when we had flew, flown into Houston to help look after some of our grandkids there, my wife was mainly responsible for doing that. And I went to a meeting with a group of business people and our whole conversation was how we can bless and invest in the kingdom of God. These are business people that have got a vision, that have got a realization that we serve a purpose in the kingdom. We're not singers, we're not musicians. We're business people advancing the kingdom of God. And God is pouring blessings here, and they in turn are pouring blessings there. It's how it works. And it's always been give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, full and running over, shall men give into your bosom. Hallelujah. It's going to come from unforeseen sources. And God is going to catapult His church forward. It's not just going to be step by step, inch by inch, 
centimeter by centimeter, God's going to catapult His church forward. Hallelujah. It's our day. It's our hour. It's got to be our finest hour because it's our final hour. And therefore, we're going to see God do exploits in this hour and in this day. We're doing what we're doing on purpose. We're doing what we're doing intentionally. And we're going to see his kingdom come. I'd like to turn your attention to John chapter 3. And verse number 16 and verse number 17. John chapter 3, verse number 16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave. You can't love without giving. There's something that's joined together that just has to come alongside. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son the best the best withholding nothing that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life for God send not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you for your people. Thank you for your presence we sense and feel in this house today. Thank you for Extraordinary Church. Thank you for the Thompsons. Thank you, Lord, for Brother Barrington Degrassi. Thank you for this dream team. Thank you, Lord, for these that are involved in every way possible, that are in the sanctuary, that are not in the sanctuary right now. Lord, they're ministering to children and young people, and we thank God for their energies and efforts and talents. We want you to bless them, Lord, in Jesus' name. And Lord, we want you to take our heart, our thoughts, our minds, uh, and your word and bring it together, Lord, in the name of Jesus to accomplish your purpose and your will in this service. And we'll thank you for it. I want to also go to Matthew chapter number 13 and verse number 44. Matthew 13 and verse number 44. And it reads, And again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a treasure. Hid in a field, the which when a man hath found, he hideth, and for joy thereof goeth, and selleth all that he hath, and buyeth that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Hallelujah. I want to speak to you on love and sacrifice. Because what you love, you're willing to sacrifice for. If the church is just something that you attend on a Sunday, and if you're visiting here today, thank God that you're here. You've come to the right place at the right time. 
We're not embarrassed. We're not put off. We're not, we're, 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 we're not withdrawing anything. We're just happy that you're here, and we want you to become a part of the future of Extraordinary Church. Amen. Sometimes people think, well, we're embarrassed about money. Well, I am not embarrassed about money or about giving because I'm a giver. I have found it works. My mother taught me to give. I was raised on a farm in Prince Edward Island. When I turned 14 years of age, my dad died. We had a 320-acre farm that was a bunch of Holsteins, beef cattle, and potatoes. And we came to the realization very quickly, at 14 years of age, we're either going to work or we're going to starve. And if you can take a look today, you'll realize... <laughs> We're going to work, and we're going to give it everything we got. And that's what we did. And we never looked back, and we've never quit working from that moment forward. But my mother, there was also a church that was starting there. And I wasn't really into church. And my mother came along, and she said, we're buying we're buying our pastor a new car. And I said, we're not buying our pastor a new car. If he wants to buy a car, he can buy it himself. We're not buying him a new car. If you got that kind of money, we're going to buy a new tractor. We need another tractor. We need some more machinery and more equipment. We're not buying a new car. And we had some very, very strong discussions. Until one day, my mother came home and said, I bought our pastor a new car, a new Plymouth Fury. I didn't want to look at it. I didn't want to drive in it. I didn't even want it in our yard because I resented the fact that she did what she did. And that went on for a bit until one day there was a letter came in the mail and she opened it and she called me into the house in the middle of the day and she said, you've got to come and see this. I come in and I see it's a $10,000 U.S. check from a relative that she did not know in Florida that passed away and left Irma McLaughlin $10,000. And she said to me, do you know why I got this $10,000? She said it was because I bought that car. And I wasn't willing even to concede what was obvious and even tell her, Mom, that was a good choice. And I don't know that I ever did tell my mother that that was a good choice. But it played in my mind and in my spirit and in my heart 
until I had my own set of circumstances and I bought my own farm and I was blessed and I came along and I said, you know what? I went to the pastor because I was starting to attend a little bit and I said, you know what? You may need a holiday and wherever you want to go on a holiday, here's a check for you and your wife to go on a holiday. And I guess without saying anything to my mother, I was kind of acquiescing in some way. But she taught me that when you give in faith, that God does the miraculous. And I can tell you, that's what God has done in my life. I'll just, I'll just briefly, I was, in, I was 15 years of age and I was sowing oats in our front field and my neighbor came out and I thought, well, this is very nice that my neighbor is coming and he's going to help me. And he came and he saw what I was doing. And he said to me, that's going to be a fine mess when that crop comes up. And if anybody's a farmer, you realize you sow your seed. And, and when, it's, when you first sow it, nobody knows what you've done. But when that seed starts to come up, they analyze. Farmers analyze how straight the rows are. They analyze whether there's any missing pieces of ground that you didn't seed and sow. And whether... All of those things all come into play and they're very, they're very, very acute and very important to a farmer. And he told me when this comes up, it's going to be a fine mess. Something welled up in my spirit. And I said to him, whenever you want to sell your farm, I want to buy it. And he just waved like that and went back to his house. He didn't help me load the cedar. He didn't help me put fertilizer in. He didn't help me do any of those things. Just went back. A couple of weeks later, we're fixed, fixing our fences because we shared a fence line. And he came over to the fence line and he said, you remember what you said to me? I said, I remember. And he said, you didn't mean it. I said, I totally meant it. I don't know whether I was telling the truth or not. But I said, I totally meant it. And I said, I want to buy your farm, but I don't want your house and I don't want the barn and we're going to sever this off and you can keep that. And you and Thelma can live there. But I want what's on both sides of the road. We made an agreement that day. We shook on it. And I had no money. <laughs> and I went back and I told my mother what happened. She didn't have any answers. And I was going to get on the bus. After we get up, you got to do chores. You got to get up early, do chores. We're getting on the bus and we're going to, going to school. My uncle drives in the driveway. He said, I need to talk to you before you get on that bus. He said, I understand you bought the farm next door. I said, I did? He said, yes, you did. 
And he said, I was supposed to have bought that farm. And I said, well, <laughs> it might be possible. <clears throat> he said, I only need the 20 acres that's right down on the shorefront. And I said, I'll sell it to you. He said, how much? And I told him. He said, that's more than you paid for the whole farm. And I said, what's that got to do with it? And I bought the farm with his money. And had money left over to buy a new car. But let me just tell you this, folks. I learned and I understood from those moments and those times. The Bible says the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. It's give and it shall be given on to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, full and running over, shall men give into your bosom. I live this way. I understand that there's a principle in giving. I've gone through recessions. I've been a house builder and had a bunch of homes built ready for market and all of a sudden the market crash. The bank manager calls me and says, your quarter million dollar line of credit, I'm terminating. And I'm also terminating your credit cards. And I walk out of there. And I have no idea what I'm going to do or how I'm going to do anything. I go to church that Sunday and I write a check for $10,000 because that's what, all I had left in my account. And I said, God, if I'm going down, I'm giving you everything I've got. I wrote it, it cashed, and it went through. I had another man that was a business partner and he asked me, how you doing? I said, not very good. And he said, he said, why? And I told him what my bank manager did to me. He said, that's my bank. And this man was a multimillionaire. He said, that's my bank. They will not do that to you. I said, really? Well, I'm just telling you folks is, there's many times you can't come to your own aid. You can't rescue yourself. It's just too deep and you can't get to where you need to get. But the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. And God is able to move upon minds and spirits and hearts and lives and transform situations. He walked into the bank of Nova Scotia and they said he was roaring like a bear. And he said, what are you doing to my friend? And the bank manager corralled him and said, get in my office. What are you talking about? And he was so upset. Things started to change. There was an embargo. And an ombudsman for the, for the Bank of Nova Scotia. I called him. He said, I know where that bank manager is having lunch right this moment. He said, you'll hear from me this afternoon. 
the ombudsman called me back this afternoon. I said, sir, don't, please don't, 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 don't play with me like that because many times I didn't even think I could even get to talk to you. But now you're telling me you're going to call me back. And really my life is on hold until I hear what you're going to do. He said, I will call you back. He called me back. He said, let me just tell you, there's nothing I can do about about your line of credit at this point in time. But I'm restoring all of the other credit facilities that you've got. And nobody's going to be taking any action whatsoever against you. And I left there realizing, you know what? <laughs> There's a ray of hope. But what I'm telling you is, you can't make this on your own. You can't do what needs to be done by yourself and with your own resources. You say, I'm going to put this aside and I'm going to save this. and I'm It'll never be enough because you need the blessing of God in your life to make it through this life. I need the favor of Almighty God to take me through it. And I'm telling you, Brother Elvis, I come through that recession. And we come through on our feet. We come through, we were still standing. And we still had enough confidence in our spirit that we're moving forward. And we're not quitting. And we're not giving up. And we're not giving in. And I'm here to tell you there are crossroads that churches come to that you will determine what direction that we're going in. Are we going forward? Are we going backward? And the future is held in our hands. We're predetermining our capacity to move forward by our willingness to believe that God is able. Hallelujah. I can tell you that I've lived my life so many times this way. I remember when we were buying our new campgrounds and we had a meeting at the Delta Hotel on Dixon Avenue, Dixon Road. And we were supposed to be closing the property the next day and we were $200,000 short. After we had negotiated and negotiated and negotiated, we were $200,000 short. And the district board nominated that I be the one that would approach the vendors to let them know that we're not closing. And so that next morning, with our lawyer and both of the vendors, we went into the board meeting and I said to the I said to the lawyer I said are you coming in to the meeting with us He said I wouldn't miss this for the world <laughs> That's what he said We go into the meeting and we tell them Listen we're supposed to close today we're $200,000 short And they said we'll loan you the $200,000. And I said, but we can't even pay for the rest of it. So loaning us another 200000 is not going to help us. What we're telling you is the purchase price has got to be reduced 
by 200,000 for us to close. And you know what they did? One of the partners said, we're not reducing it. One dollar. The other partner said, I'm going to pay out of my money the balance of that $200,000. And he did. He did. I'm just here to tell you today, folks, with God, all things are possible. You've got to believe it. And you've got to walk in faith. And you've got to understand that the God that you're serving is a generous God. He's a God of providence. And I can tell you what I sensed and felt in this church today. The last time I believed that I was here, I was over in the other auditorium. This one is so much nicer. It feels so much better in here. Do you know what, folks? I just believe that God has led us to where we are today. But this is a pivotal point in our existence. And we've got to take the challenge and move forward in the name of Jesus. Someday, Brother Thompson, I want to come back and preach a message <laughs> because I'm I've just messed everything up here today. <laughs> but but someday I want to come back and and preach. But do you know what, folks? I'm telling you, this is a crucial moment, a crucial time. I'm here to tell you, your family gets blessed, you get blessed, your church gets blessed because you become a conduit, a blessing. <laughs> You become the one whom God uses to channel those blessings through. And I'm telling you, you just got to realize and you got to feel, that's my blessing. That's my reward for giving. I'm a giver. And you just make up your mind, I'm a giver. Our family is a giver. We're going to participate in giving to the greatest cause in all the world. In the name of Jesus. Father God, thank you for your people. Thank you for each one that has assembled here today. Thank you for loving us. And thank you for giving us your very best. You're the one, Lord, that bought the field because the treasure was in the field. And Lord, were your treasure. It was your church that you purchased with your own blood. It was your church that you named with your own name. And Lord, we're your treasure today. We're a chosen generation. We're a royal priesthood. We're a holy nation. And so we come to you today to thank you. Thank you for purchasing the field. The field that you spoke into existence. The field that you put into place. But then you came back after it 
sin had entered into the world and you repurchased, Lord, the field to take out of that field the people of your name. And we're here today as your treasure, as your people For God, we understand that you loved us and you gave, you rescued. Lord, you have you and us out of a rock. You have raised us out of a miry clay. You have brought us out of the pit and you put hope in our spirit, joy in our soul. You've given us purpose, Lord, to live our lives with. So lead us today. Direct us according to your plan and we'll thank you for it in Jesus name praise God come on let's give him praise as our musicians come thank you Bishop one of the things that really moved me and if you know uh, Bishop might not feel like he accomplished the assignment but he did it in multiple ways because in his spirit is generosity and I'm well acquainted with the culture that they have created in the Pentecostals of Quinty. I've preached there many times. And we believe in multiple campuses, and they have their second campus in Trenton. Bishop, how much did you all get that building for in Trenton? Zero dollars. Are you hearing me, CFAM? Praise God. I'm telling you, God wants to do that for us. We, we declare it and decree it every Sunday, but they're going to give us property and lands. I'm telling you, I believe that resources are going to come. I want you to stand with me. We're about to pray as the the band begins to play. Here's what I want you to do by faith. Pastor Barry, if you would grab those donation containers, put one on this side and one on the other. It's really important to me, the origin of my call and our coming to Mississauga And ultimately, you want to know where I believe God gave us the region. God, I've only had two visions, two visions from God. One was recently and one was four and a half, four and a half, five years ago now. Where I was, I'd come here in the Lord. I was preaching my, what would have been my second sermon here. We had not even moved here yet. And I didn't have a word from the Lord. I said, Lord, what is this? What, what are you doing? I got. I, I need a word. And I was kind of nervous, didn't have anything. And I was so nervous, I went to the bathroom. Because I was like, yo, I, I got, I'm about to vomit, Lord. I got something. They got to have something. And the Lord gave me a vision I'll never forget. He took me to the highest elevated point of the region. I see it as plain as day. He said, I have issued a call. And if you'll let me, my spirit will lead you to people who will abandon everything for the call. But when he told me I've issued the call... I literally saw it cover the region as far as the eyes could see. I, I, I said, Lord, where am I at? He just said, I've elevated you to a place so that you can see what I've done. So I immediately Googled the highest elevated elevation in Mississauga. It's Danville Park. And when I went there for the first time, it was like I was coming into kingdom alignment. I could see it so clearly that the call had gone out. This past Wednesday, if you weren't able to be a part of our midweek Bible connection, what a prophetic word that was uttered by Pastor Dan McLeod. My God. 
he said talked about order surrender go ahead go ahead Stacy in service and the Lord said go back he said the enemies try to come in go back to Danville Park and restore order so this week I was there at the hell highest elevated point and I commanded the region to come into alignment with the kingdom of God and as I began to pray and declare and I'm worshiping God and I'm going crazy I'm looking in the highway I don't know which highway it was 403 401 427 I get them confused I just go where the GPS tells me but I saw buses I saw trucks going and I just begin to declare God we're going to have trucks taking resources to people and to communities into mission fields I begin to declare we're going to have fleets of trucks and we'll have businesses and employees employees and just uh, it was coming to me as the spirit was giving it to me I'm telling you what I'm doing what I believe God wants to do in this region is unprecedented his kingdom is here and this region will have great joy can you imagine us feeding thousands of people on a weekly basis at no cost having our own educational system and schools we too can have universities for the glory of God and I believe what we're about to do here in just a moment I told you a story about my father he said to me he said son my father's 70 you ready to earn 70 73 73 Sarah is your life but he pulled us all back pops you're probably watching he believes in what God is doing here put us all in the back room and he said I want to show y'all some stuff stuff I had never seen before and I was like dad why, why are you why are you showing us this it was valuable things that were important to him that he was giving to to me and to our children he said these are things that are for the future and I want you to know that yeah God will bless you in the here and now but more importantly when you make this investment you're investing in the future you're building roads you're building roads and you have no idea who is going to come through and be transformed by the power of God because of your generosity I want us to take a moment and just worship the Lord we're going to begin to sing and we're going to have you come in just a moment but why don't we just begin to sing unto the Lord and begin to worship him and begin to give him praise as he begins to speak to us why don't you just tell him, Lord, however you want to speak to me, I say yes. Whatever you want to do through me, I'll say yes. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Join us next week for another message of hope and life in Jesus. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address to all of your friends, extraordinarychurch.ca. We are a young church plant with a lot of people living an extraordinary life in Jesus. If you're looking for a way to become better connected to what God is doing, email us, info at extraordinarychurch.ca. We'd love to hear from you.